It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. This is a Spiva Media production. It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. Hey there. Welcome to yet another quarantine edition of your daily dose of awesome. My name is Cindy Liming and I talk about all the things that I find to be awesome in this journey called life. By sharing what I find, I hope that you too will be able to create more awesomeness in your corner of the world. So this is my sixth episode during our lovely little season of quarantine. I hope you are all staying healthy and also making some time to focus on your mental health. I've seen so many dealing in different ways. I heard on the news that alcohol sales are at an all-time high. (laughs) And my little one, my eight-year-old Haley, has had many a meltdown during this time. I've been teaching for 23 years, but Suddenly, as a new homeschool rookie teacher to my eight-year-old, everything I have ever learned in my career as an educator has gone out the window. I've never had a student cry as much as she does. I really try to teach her as I would someone else's child, and I try to stay calm. I've tried consequences and rewards, but kids are always different for their parents than they are for their teachers, so I'm really missing her teacher right now. But I've noticed that math is her trigger, and I can see from posts on Facebook that math is um, not just Haley's trigger, but a lot of kids' triggers. And we are still working through this um, since we've been shut down. Um, She has had math every day, and she's only not cried for three days now, um, which has been awesome. But otherwise, all of the other days, minus weekends, she has cried during math. So (laughs) it's not easy. Um, One thing I noticed that has worked um, is that she likes me to do math with her. So if it's a skill that she understands, she likes to compete with me. So we work on the same problem, but on separate sheets of paper, and then we compare answers at the end. Um, But holy cow, if it's a new concept, um, there is a demon that lives within my child, and it comes out. So if it's a new concept and I try to teach it to her, and keep in mind, I did teach math for several years, so I do have experience. I don't have experience with Common Core, but I am wise enough to kind of take the time to figure it out. But um, when I have tried to teach her something new, uh, that's not working out very well. So anyway... (laughs) Um, my teens, though, they have spent um, hours either locked in their rooms, doing their homework, or watching Netflix, um, and then they come out for a little while and we'll play games together, which is really, really fun, um, with the exception of Haley. Um, 
learning how to win and lose nicely. Um, it's a pretty fun time, but everybody can't be perfect. So we're also eating a lot more, um, which I know is a blessing because I know some people don't have that luxury. Um, but I'm also putting on some serious pounds. I just bought a, um, one of those digital scales. And I think this is going to be my next enemy, but, um, on Amazon, I'll put a link in the show notes to this scale, but, um, there's a, there's a scale I found on Amazon for relatively cheap. I think it was like $28. Um, you can get an, you can get the app. There's like an app that goes with it. And many people in your home can use the same app or maybe separate apps. I'm not sure, but, it, but more than one person can use it. And, um, and it tracks your, a whole bunch of stuff, actually. I was going to say it tracks your weight, but it tracks a bunch of different information on it, um, from standing on the scale. So, um, I have not had a scale in my house. I have it at work um, because I was doing an activity with my students with my scale and I just never brought it home. So I've not been on the scale and I'm not looking forward to getting on the scale, but I got to do something. So I bought it and we'll see how that goes. We've also had our own little hissy fits in one way or another, but for the most part, we're handling things pretty well, I think. Um, it was challenging at first, but finally we have a routine it seems some sort of a routine. It's kind of kind of a routine. We try to work in the morning and then the rest of the day is a little bit um, a looser of a schedule. But um, but yeah, we have we finally have a routine down, which is helpful. And then um, I was just listening to um, on Facebook, Mike DeWine's little um, press conference came up while I was sitting here working and um, and we just found out about going back to school. And as for Ohio, we're not going back to school. Um, we were supposed to, we were thinking about going back May 1st, but we're not, which I'm cool with. Um, I'm really not ready to go back. But, um, but it stresses me out when we do. <laughs> um, he actually canceled it all through May and um, said that it was up in the air if we were even going to go back in the fall. And honestly, by fall, I predict I'm going to be ready to go back. Um, but uh, I know some parents are itching to get their kids out of the house, and believe me, I totally get it. Um, it's way easier for me to teach someone else's kid versus my own child, and all three of my kids desperately need their teachers. And the more I hear them talk about their frustrations, the more I realize how essential my job really is. And I've had, I don't know, a couple conferences with my own students online and they're just frustrated and they don't know what to do and it's hard for them because I'm not there to explain things and I'm having to videotape myself. Um, it is nice to, I teach a total of six classes, so it is nice to just make a video and they can watch it. But the problem is if they don't understand that either, I am not right there to answer their questions. And when I get online and I check my emails and I see their frustration, it I actually want to start crying. I just I feel bad because I can see my own kids getting frustrated too. And I know, I know what they're going through on both sides of the fence. So all my three kids really do need their teachers though. And really, I'm not really afraid of anything, but um, I am afraid to go back to school. So I am glad that we're not going back in May. That's cool. Um, and like I said, hopefully by fall it'll be better. But but let me give you a real-life picture of what it's like in school, okay? So kids often pick their noses among 
many other things, but we'll go with noses for this example. And I've had to like look up at the ceiling while I'm teaching as did not single anyone out. But I've had to look up at the ceiling and say, someone in here is picking their nose. You know who you are. Stop doing that right now. <laughs> it's gross. And I mean, it was gross like before the coronavirus, but like now with all the germs and things, it's like really gross. Um, and my students, they switch classes. So like on a regular day after the nose pickers leave, um, I'll discreetly get a Clorox wipe and wipe the desk off. And, and these are the, just the ones that I have caught. Like I, I, towards the end of us leaving, I was Clorox wiping more than normal. On a normal day before the coronavirus, I would um, wipe the desks off at the end of the day, but that was it. And they switch classes, but I, and I don't have a ton of time to, you know, wipe the desks off in between every class. Um, but I cannot tell you how many times, like, the next class will walk in the room and says, Mrs. Liming, what do you think this is on my desk? And I can tell you what it is. Typically, it's snot. <laughs> it's just how kids are. I mean, I wash my hands in between every class. The kids don't. I mean, it's not really their fault. Even if they wanted to, there's not enough sinks or time in between classes for each student to wash their hands. And their lockers are right next to each other. And we have lots of kids in our building and they have to walk in packs from one class to the next. And my high school kids, they have to do the same and they have to switch from class to class and sit at a desk where someone else was just sitting. And oh my goodness, like, Thinking about Haley, she constantly coughs without covering her mouth, and I'm sure other kids her age who are either older or younger um, do the same, and the sneezing without covering their mouths. And it's like we tell Haley a lot that she has to stop doing that, but, um, but she often forgets. And kids of all ages constantly have their hands in their mouths and on their faces. So I'm just curious as to how all of this is going to go down when we have to go back. And I haven't been freaking out about catching the coronavirus this far. I mean, I'm following all the rules without being too extreme. I wear my mask when I have to go out in public, which is rare. And when I do have to go out, I go to the store and I try to get everything we need for as um, as long as we can, as for much as that, that I can afford um, when I go out to the store, because I don't want to have to go out again. So I try to get all that I can when I'm there. So... I don't have to make multiple trips, and we're home all day, every day. We wash our hands more than we used to, but really, how is this all going to work when things open up again? So, honestly, I'm afraid of going back to school, and I'm not sure how to deal with this, but the only way I know how is to take a moment and have my little fit like I just did, and thank you for listening, by the way, and then, then we need to move on from it. So, I am. So, I'm moving on. Here we go. So I want to talk about something else. <laughs> so one thing that I enjoy doing and have enjoyed doing even before the coronavirus shutdown is using my 30-Day Life Challenges book. I have talked about this book in previous episodes, and it's a book full of 30-day challenges, and it explains the challenge, why it's, an imp why it's important, and then um, it has a place to mark off each day. And I try to tackle two challenges at a time. So I just finished my read for 30 minutes a day challenge and my light a candle each day for 30 days challenge. And now both of these, like I said, are pretty easy. Um, and by the way, if you're interested in what books I read, I at least started to read because 30 days wasn't enough for me to finish. But um, I started Harry Potter book one and believe it or not, I've not read or seen any of the Harry Potter books. So 
Um, I wanted to be part of that crowd, especially since my daughter's teacher is big into Harry Potter and Haley comes home and talks about it a lot. And all of my kids um, like Harry Potter. So I didn't understand a lot of what they were talking about. So I started reading Harry Potter and I am still reading A Course in Miracles by Pam Grout and A Moment to Breathe, which is a devotional written by various authors. I think next week I'll do an episode on those books because today I want to talk about my newest 30-day challenge. And at first, I wasn't totally excited about this one because this one actually is going to be a challenge, but um, I know it's what I need to be doing. So here it is. For the next 30 days, I have to write a letter to one person a day. And I just know it's something I really, really, really need to do, even though it's a challenge. And the reason why I feel kind of led in this direction is because um, a few days before this 30-day challenge came up, a friend of mine on Facebook posted a picture of some cards and said that she was going to start writing letters to people. And then one of my husband's friends, and this all happened like within a week, like this last week, one of my husband's friends um, that he hadn't had contact with in a while um, sent him a lengthy text telling him about how much he meant to him. And it really made his day. And it was kind of funny because I told my husband, that's my next 30-day challenge, to write a letter a day. And I talked about, um, we talked about how good it made him feel and that I was looking forward to making other people feel the same way. And I was really getting motivated. And I asked him if he wanted to join me. And he came up with every excuse in the book. Like, I don't have stamps, he says. And I don't know what to say, he said. And then I reminded him how good it felt when he received his text. And reluctantly, he decided to join me. And you know what? He rocks at the whole letter writing thing. The day I challenged him, he wrote like six or so letters and he read a few of them to me and they're really fantastic and meaningful and I'm super excited for the receivers of his letter. Another thing that helped me get motivated was that I've been deep cleaning a lot since we're stuck at home and I found my grandmother's journal from when she was 23 years old and I've stumbled upon it before since she passed away but honestly I just never could bring myself to read it. My grandmother was one of the most amazing people I ever met. She was a farmer's wife and made most things from scratch. And she kept lots of journals and recorded the daily activities of her life. And she crocheted like nobody's business. In fact, she taught me how to crochet way, way back when I was little. And when I'm crocheting, I can't help but think of her. And needless to say, I've been missing her lately. And I never really noticed how much I'm like her. And I hope she can see me, and I hope she knows that when I'm journaling and I'm crocheting, I'm keeping her memory alive. But anyway, finding that journal again was like finding a gem. And I did finally sit down. I didn't read it all the way through because um, it is just like a one-sentence-a-day journal, like one that I keep, and there's not a whole lot of details in it. But it is interesting to see, like, um, you know, she wrote about her birthday, and she wrote about... Um, when my aunt was born and things like that. So, and when she got sick and just little everyday things. Um, but, um, but it was like finding just something so special. And, um, and I think about it, I mean, I have things of hers, but um, this is really, really all I have left of her. I mean, I can look at pictures and I have like a blanket that was hers and things like that. But there's something about having her thoughts on paper in her old school cursive writing. 
So this is why we need to write. Whether it's letters, journaling, or sending a lengthy text to someone, I'm sure that when my grandmother was writing her thoughts down each day in her little journal, she was not thinking, someday I'll have a granddaughter who will need this when she misses me. I mean, she was 23 years old, and I didn't even exist yet. But see, now I know, and you know, how important writing is. It might not be important to us right now, and it might not seem like anything to us, but it's going to mean a ton to someone. Plus, the people I wrote to, some of them told me it made their day, and one of my friends even cried. It feels really good to make others happy. There's a few ways to tackle this 30-day challenge. Um, I thought about putting everyone's name on a slip of paper and picking one each day. My husband, Bill, made a list of people and then crossed their names off once he sends a letter. Um, I ended up finding a bunch of postcards that I had laying around, and so I put people's names on the postcards, and then I randomly chose a card each day. One of the things that was keeping my husband from writing a letter was that he didn't know what to write. And I was struggling with this too. And so if this is you, here are some suggestions from the book 100 Life uh, Challenges. So like I said, it, it'll tell you, it'll give you some tips on how to tackle this. And so I'm just going to tell you a few of the things um, from this particular challenge. So um, you can write a memory you loved sharing together. You can leave a quote that you know will resonate with them. You can write a short list of things that you love about them. You can let them know something that you appreciate about them. You can write down things that you admire about them. Or you can note the ways that they've helped you grow. So I hope that you'll join me in my 30-day letter writing challenge. This one is important, and we should definitely let people know what they mean to us. Plus, we can't really go anywhere right now, most of us anyway. So what a great time to start this challenge. You will change someone's life with your words, either by lifting their spirits for the moment, or you may change their life forever. So I am excited about this challenge, and I hope that I've motivated you also. I hope to hear um, what, what you'll write and who you'll write to and how you made an impact. So let's continue the conversation in my Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash YDDOA. You can also find me on Instagram at your DD of Awesome and on Twitter at Cindy Liming, which is spelled C Y N D I, and Liming is L I M I N G. And also, please check out my website for all things awesome at yddoa.com. You'll find all the deals, resources, and links that I talk about on this show and all of the episodes. That's yddoa.com. So make sure you check it out, and I hope you have fun with the letter writing 30-day challenge.